Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 70. My name is Arun Kumar, and I am the driver, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. Good morning, Arun. Good morning, listeners. Can't believe it's already been 70 episodes. Yeah, it's, we're going fast. This whole 2023 has just been a whirlwind. Um, I lost it somewhere around like January. 2023? <laughs> like, yeah, I just I don't know where, where the year went. Like it's yeah. all blur. That's okay. Life life is a blur. Got to enjoy every moment. <laughs> yep, that's right. We'll start off with the reminder. If you like what you hear here, if you get something out of this podcast, if you enjoy listening to Dan and I talk about the pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars, then I encourage you to share the show. One more person out there living the driven lifestyle, acting by our core values and the mindset that being driven brings with it is how this world becomes a better place. So I encourage you to share the show. And with that, Dan, do you have a fun fact for us? It's a fun fact, but it's a depressing reality. Uh, Rune and I were talking a little bit, you know, as you know, we're getting ready to record and, um, you know, I really wanted to, to bring a little bit of funness to the podcast with some auto news, um, maybe something weird like a spotless giraffe, uh, which I found another one. Um, but I had a hard time really finding some good auto news for this recording. And, um, Arun and I both came to the conclusion that, um, the auto industry is just at a screeching halt, and um, it probably has a lot to do with the domestic strikes uh, going on with the UAW. Um, also, a lot of it has to do with electric electrification of vehicles, and um, their sales are down. So it's just kind of, you know, there's nothing really coming out towards the tail end of this year of something that's really groundbreaking or new um stuff isn't being built stuff's not being tested so it's just kind of um we're at a weird point for auto news let me i'll say this so my one word description of most of the automotive industry is economically resilient Mm mm-hmm or more specifically, macroeconomically resilient. And why I bring that up is because I felt as though the demand for the services that Driven Auto Care offers ground to a halt right around the same time that the war broke out in the Middle East, mm-hmm. Israel and the surrounding regions and I say macroeconomically resilient, not immune because there is an initial pullback on spending and people are just focused on other areas of their life. But in the day to day, they're still needing to use their cars. They're just not thinking about that oil change light or that tire with a slow leak in it or the check engine light that sometimes comes on. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about, I just need to get here. I just need to do the thing. I just need to 
you know, whatever it is in your life that you're going through right now. You just want to make sure you have job security. You want to make sure your family is taken care of. You're not really thinking about your auto repairs, but that's fine because eventually your car will tell you that you need to come in, <laughs> whether it's <laughs> or you snap out of it or whatever it is, people will come back around to getting automotive service. So that's my take on it from my little, little window into the industry from my little corner of it. And otherwise I would agree though, you know, auto news is really slow. I get a daily news email that is really only talking about the SEMA show. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's big news coming in the next couple of weeks for sure. Right. So people are kind of, lying dormant right now in wait of that as well and then after that there will be tons and tons of press releases and new products and hype and all that so look at look at these welds on this SEMA truck look at these welds <laughs> well and all the YouTube videos that'll come out you know it, we'll see a, a pick a up bump. again yeah there, there'll yeah. definitely be a be a bump um, yeah. yeah also that um, that TikTok that I commented on a couple weeks ago, it's still going. He's leaning into it. Uh, the uh, They ended up screenshotting my comment and putting it on another video. And I was like, look, mom, I'm famous. <laughs> and and I, I didn't respond. I didn't continue to, to go with it. But yeah, he's uh, he's going at it with another, another shop owner. And it's quite comical now. I should get in on that, maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, still that's see where that we're at. That's on. that's yeah. that's what's going on in the automotive industry. Is nothing, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, it's that's... just man, it's it's a rough time. Uh, it's just a lot going on, and with uh, yeah. the strikes and and whatnot, and of course EVs don't help. And you know, well, let's uh, let's move this move this on to a more positive note. So yes, so please for one for one. I have observed, because I have also been bidding, that automotive auctions are still doing well. Mm -hmm. They're still doing fine for rare and exotic and collectible cars. And to that end, I was recording for The Driven Diary last weekend and bid on a car that I did not end up winning but I edited that Driven Diary video today. And so just another quick reminder here that we are posting daily vlog, essentially daily vlog content on YouTube. So if you go to Driven Diary on YouTube, you'll find what will soon be eight episodes up capturing the journey from basically the day I bought Driven Auto Care to today. And you'll see production quality goes up significantly during that time. You'll see progress <laughs> in the shop. You'll see renovations. You'll see progress in my personal life with my personal cars. And and it's a it's a cool uh, little window into this area of the journey for me in in building uh, Driven Auto Co. Outside of the podcast. And on that note, speaking of auctions, Dan, I have. A really exciting auction for you this week. I swear to God, if it's a convertible Dodge Dakota, 
I'm going to no, end it's this not. recording. It's not because we just did that. So that would not be interesting for the listeners. All right. Anything similar? It's a domestic vehicle. Okay. <laughs> it's a 541 mile 2021 Ford GT. Is it the maroon one? It's copper. Co- yeah, like yeah. copper. So it's a it's a one of one color that yeah, was. Yeah, I remember ordered. I scrolled by it this morning. I yeah, like, it I, was, I knew I remember seeing it. It's special ordered by the seller. It's a one of one for GT 2021, 541 miles for sale by the original owner in Texas. And this is a very well optioned car. It has, let's see if I can find it here. God, it, that color's ugly. It has an original window sticker, $637,000. Really well presented car. Tons of gorgeous pictures. Very yeah, rare I mean, car. I, I'm not a huge fan of the color, but it does work on it. Sure. Yeah. I think it, I think it works. I think it's a really beautiful car. Yeah. And I I like it. It it obviously extremely low miles, collectible, one of one. What do you think, Dan? Orange sunburst is what they call it. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Um I bet. This thing goes for nine hundred grand. Nine hundred grand. All right, let's get that in our books here. Just guessing. All right, and then we'll take a break here in between these the two cars to update everybody on last week. Last week, Dan, you gave me a Lotus Exige. That sure did that uh, I guessed would would hammer at 65,000. It actually went for 60,500. Yeah, I thought it was going to be in the 60 range. And you so, were right. Yeah. I, I, I know that when I first looked at Elise's, that's what they were going for. So I kind of had figured that they were kind of close with the Exiges now, hmm. uh, especially the soft top versions. But uh, 65 was it's still in the right ballpark for this one, in my yeah. Opinion. I was in the ballpark. I was yeah. I was a little high, but hey, I'll take that. Not not a very large percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had the soft top Dakota convertible, guessed eighty five hundred dollars, and somebody really paid up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven thousand two hundred and fifty three dollars. So just insanity. I'm sorry. <laughs> So the this is uh, so dumb. The cumulative average for each of us. Mine, I am I'm average of twenty four percent off, and you are an average of twenty three percent off. Oh so it, it, man, it's super close right now. Oh man, it's exciting times. <laughs> well, at least we're both doing it bad together. <laughs> That's not that bad. 20, it's not I mean, that bad. It's though, under twenty five percent. But also, you can see that just the way in which we have improved in our ability to appraise during this time, like all of the early guesses were all multiple double digits <laughs> yeah. off. <laughs> and more recently, it's been, you know, 
4%, 3%, 9%, mm, 7%. Yeah, we're, we're getting closer. Also, we've been choosing some uh, some lower-end cars, too, which helps. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the, the million-dollar Murcielagos and GTs, which you yeah. probably just screwed me on, because now I'm looking at the freaking chart, and I'm, I'm seeing... Uh, uh, 983, 982, 1 million, 1 million 20, 978. <laughs> oh, for uh, the, oh, so you, you think you're low on the GT? I am. Well, kind of, cause there's a 441 mile one that sold on September 1st for 900 grand even. Okay. So you might be right on. So, and then a 65 mile 2020 carbon series went for a million. 65 miles. Yeah, they literally drove it home and just fucking parked. That's, it. That's kind of probably sad. delivery miles. That yeah. may not even be driven. That's sad. Yeah, such so, a great yeah. piece of engineering, just not used. Yeah. And okay. That was sold on the twenty eighth. What do you got for me, Dan? So you know, why really you sound like, so not happy about this? I really like the 1980s a lot, you know? Um, yeah, I really wanted to get you back for last week. <laughs> um, and, and I was scrolling and I came across this car uh, that I just had to do. Um, I will tell you that this car 100% goes faster than 88 miles an hour. If you get the reference, you already know what kind of car this is. It's a DeLorean. It is a 1981 DeLorean DMC-12. It is twin turbocharged. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, it is a 2.85 liter PRV V6 that has an island twin turbo kit installed on it with an aftermarket exhaust. An island twin turbo kit. Hey, I'm just reading the brochure, Rune. I don't oh, know anything about it. I don't. Other than I think it's freaking rad. It is the uh, you know the stainless steel that you know they decided to make these in uh it's really clean uh i for, hate deloreans uh you know what then i'm super glad i picked it for you i really hate delorean um, <laughs> i would buy this thing in a rv <sighs> this is terrible this is it, awful who well do you know what payback for the goddamn dakota money. <laughs> who is spending this kind of money on these cars? The the thing is, it would not be forty three grand if it wasn't turboed. It's not forty. I'm done. I don't have anything. <laughs> I have no <laughs> words. All right. Well, is it lowered? It kind of looks lowered. Um. So there are comments. It is lowered. Yeah. There, there's yeah. comments about it having like a European suspension and it not being real and this and that and i it is oh. low it, <laughs> it is also it, it is also low. is a it's an automatic were they all automatic do you know no your, i don't you believe are they were delorean expert over here I, I don't i think there were manuals i th i think i'm gonna look it up did you know so reading yes, this they, description, they did make them in a manual okay so reading this description the motor that's in this is a joint venture between Peugeot, Renault, and Volvo. You want something unreliable. <laughs> there it is. That's insane. The DeLorean? Yeah, th there's a reason why they didn't stay in business. <laughs> Hello? That's awful. Not All to right. mention, John DeLorean was into some other stuff that, you know, oh. wasn't so good. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to guess... 
Uh, does it start with, does it go that nice? Something that starts with an S? What? This car that you gave me. Oh, I think it, you think it, you, are you thinking 60? It's got a day to go. Yeah, I'll go with 60. And yeah, so for the listeners, there is a comp out there that I found. There's a manual with 7,000 miles on it twin a twin turbo DeLorean but it, it went for $88,000 but this is an automatic double the miles dang one in November of 2021 went for 243 grand so I think this one's gonna go for that was a six-speed manual twin turbo same year this one's gonna go for 70 Okay, I'm going to give you a hint here and tell you you're too high. I think if you want, I were you, if I were you your, your original guess was better. 60? Yeah. I, I, I'll go with 60 then. Fine, yeah, if, you wanna, if you want to give that one to I, me. I, I'm going to give it to you because I'm, I'm looking at the most recent sales and even I am I would probably tell you 60 is probably too high too. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Some of these are like originals, like non-modified stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's a. this is a big difference. You put a turbo in one of these. Uh, Yeah, and they're very sought after with turbos. Clearly. Yeah, 243,000. But is uh, that... I mean... Most of the high dollar ones are manuals. Do you know why that one went for 243,000? I didn't look at it. It has a Kia Stinger motor oh, in it hell yeah dude with a <laughs> porsche six-speed manual in it yes from a 996 100 percent. i understand why this went for 243 grand that That's thing's insane. probably fun as hell it has ferrari 348 brakes yeah i bet it's super fun this is not even it's not a delorean <laughs> 1981 delorean remained in storage for 20 years before being purchased by the seller in 2019 as a non-running project and ensuing custom build saw the installation of a kia stinger source 3.3 liter v6 fitted with twin garrett g25 turbos and paired with a six-speed manual transaxle and limited slip diff from a 996.2 911 additional you- modifications include a three-inch center exit exhaust, Recaro seats, KW coilovers, a Ferrari 348 Challenge sourced brakes, and an Alpine stereo. Please tell me you peeped the photo of that engine bay. No, I'm reading. <laughs> oh, dude, you should look at this photo. It's wild. That's so good. They even put the original intake on it. I th- I would assume that's custom. That's awesome. Yeah. Like those intercoolers right. are freaking sweet. Listeners, I, see, I get it. I get it. Listeners, go look up <laughs> the modified twin turbo 1981 DeLorean that sold in November of 2021. That thing is freaking cool. Yeah. I hate DeLoreans, but this one makes up for it because it's it what it, it's what the DeLorean sense. probably should have been. Oh, 100%. Oh, that's insane. That Yeah, that's cool. Okay, well, now that we've gone way down that rabbit hole, (laughs) I want to talk about something that I think is lacking in today's society. And I'm just going to come right out and say that. 
and uh, the title of this podcast, you already know what it is. It is accountability. There's not enough accountability in the world. And I think you get a very small percentage of the population that is going to win because they hold themselves accountable to a higher standard. And everybody else out there doesn't. And so in your day-to-day life, you're surrounded by people who are telling you that it's okay to have dessert, that you don't need to work that hard, that your priorities are out of whack and you need to hang out with your friends on the weekend and drink. There's all these things that drag us down, that make it harder for us to lead the kind of life that I know at the end of the day we actually want. There's balance, there's joy, but beyond that, you have something inside of you that, for one, has you listening to this podcast, and for two, wants more. And that version of you that wants more out of life, that wants more success, that wants more joy, that wants better balance, that wants to be as healthy as possible, that wants to be as successful as possible, that version of you needs to hear this right now and then wake up and drag yourself out from under the rock that that complacent version of you has has placed the driven version of you and hold yourself accountable. And so today I want to talk about a couple of easy steps that you can take to build this accountability muscle in yourself. That's it. A couple of easy steps here that are just going to go over things that you can do to create a baseline of accountability for yourself and move towards the higher level stuff where you're doing everything that you say you're going to do, that you're setting high goals for yourself and achieving them. Here's how you do it. Step one, show up on time. So when I was a kid, I went to basketball camp. I went to the Lorenzo Romar basketball camp and it was the University of Washington head coach of the basketball team and all of the players who ran the camp. And it was hosted at the University of Washington in Seattle. And I would go every summer for, I believe, four weeks or something like that. Or maybe it was two weeks, twice twice during the summer for basketball camp. And we were taught a number of things. One was how to play better basketball. But this was one of those old school, by today's standards, summer camps where you also go learning, you also go with the hidden expectation that your parents may have known about before they sent you to this camp. (laughs) But the hidden expectation that they're going to teach you at this men's only basketball camp how to become a man yeah like the these coaches or trainers they're uh, just shy of being a military drill sergeant <laughs> pretty much yeah and i remember i was probably 11 10 or 11 years old and i was wearing an oversized t-shirt and big basketball shorts and the goofy shoes and i was way too tall and super skinny and i was an only child and i was shy 
and I was ashamed of myself. And I, I felt like, you know, nobody knew how to pronounce my name. I'm not very smart. I'm not very good at basketball. And I'm at this camp and it's all full of all these intimidating people who are better than me and stronger than me. And although I want to be good, I don't think I can be. And I'm, I'm quiet and I don't really want to be there. And I'm not good at talking to other people. And that was me when I was that age and going to these camps. And I, I enjoyed playing basketball. And it brought out this other part of me where I could be more assertive and where I could step up as a leader and be somebody in the team that would be listened to and could influence the way in which the game went. But I showed up on day one and everybody's making friends and shooting around before camp. And then Coach Romar gathers everybody around and we're all sitting on the floor in the middle of the home big main court, huge stadium all around us. And he calls up a few people to the front of the group to make examples of them. (laughs) And I was one of those people. I was the first. I was actually the first, which made it all the more surprising. So he calls me up. He just points. He doesn't know who I am. He just points at me and says, hey, come up here. So I go up and he shakes, he, he sticks out his hand and I look at his hand and shake it <laughs> and I introduce myself and he rips me to shreds <laughs> <laughs> and he says, you call that, a ha-? he starts with the handshake. He says, you call that a handshake? Mm-hmm. Try that again. I want a firm handshake. I want you to look me in the eyes when you shake my hand. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's, see, th- it's moments like that where if like if I'm going for a handshake, especially with someone new, and like I don't get that full grab of that. Oh, hold on, we got to do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is that's a big part of it. Okay. So the handshake was number one, and number two was all right. Now use use your real voice this one that I am now talking with, to introduce yourself to me. Hey, my name is Arun. Nice to meet you. Not the face down going, Hi. My, my, my name is Dan. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and the third thing he said was he commended me. He commended me because he saw that I had shown up early. And why did I show up early? It's because my parents had to work and they had to drop me off early. And so camp started at eight and I was there at 7.15 shooting around by myself. That is early, early. (laughs) And that is what my parents did. My parents worked for most of my childhood. And although Mm -hmm. they were able to bring me to school not at 6 a.m., they had to bring me to school early and I had to stay at school late. And they worked a lot. Yep, mine were the same way. And in that, I learned that it is good to show up early. It's good to show up early because you're prepared. You're not rushing. You get the lay of the land. You get whatever seat you want. There's all kind of benefits showing up early. And so Coach Romar says, you know, I saw you here early this morning working on your free throws or whatever it was, working on your layups. That's awesome to see. I want more people out there to work like Arun does. He showed up early and he's here working. 
So he made an example of me in two ways. He made an example of me for a shitty weak handshake and a weak introduction, <laughs> no eye contact. And he also commended me for showing up early. And so between the two of those, these are the first two steps for holding yourself accountable. When you make an appointment, you show up early for it and you plan to show up early for it. And then if anything happens, you face some additional traffic you weren't expecting or you forget something at home, you have time to correct the situation without getting late. So if you plan to show up early, you will show up on time every time. Step one, if you say you're going to meet a time, you do it. You're holding yourself accountable. You're building trust in yourself and others that you can do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, my coaches always used to tell me if you're uh, five minutes early, you're five minutes late. Exactly. I had similar style. It's, it's, it seems to be an arbitrary amount of minutes. Oh, but, yeah. And then yeah. like when this topic comes up, I always refer to um, the movie Division Three Football's Finest. And That's a movie? That's it a is, terrible name it is, for a movie. Oh, it's such a great, stupid humor movie. And uh, c- head coach Rick Vice, he's on a bicycle. Rick Vice. And he's got, um, he's got a first down marker. Like, you know what it looks like? Big orange thing yeah, with yeah. a circle on top of it. And he's using it as a joust, hitting his players, saying, Excuse if you're me? not 15 minutes <laughs> early, you're 15 minutes late. <laughs> so you, you got to check it out. Rick. It's, it's just it's stupid funny. Have you seen, have we talked about the look up Brock, you're in the end zone? Yes. Thing? Yep. Have you watched that movie? Yes. Facing the Giants, I mm-hmm. think it's called. Yeah. I had never even heard of Facing the, I have to go watch Facing the Giants and I have to go watch The Gentleman. Those are two movies that. I don't know if I've seen The Gentleman. I know of it, but I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, but it's two movies that are really heavily quoted on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I would need to go watch those to get more of the context about how those how those <laughs> quotes go down. <laughs> okay. Number three. Number three, step three in building accountability in yourself. Have a to-do list. Now, I think this is one of the most obvious things in the world. I've had a to-do list for years. This Mm -hmm. is not a problem for most people. Wait, I take that back. This is a problem for most people. (laughs) (laughs) Because they'll say, yes, yes, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I'll do that. And you follow up with them four days later and they haven't done it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what happened or why people think they can remember everything they're supposed to do. But as you progress in your life, you take on more responsibilities. And as you progress through life and take on more responsibilities, you have to remember that there is shit you have to do. And the way you remember it is you write it down. Yeah, and the thing is, too, is like, as you get older, brain functionality isn't the same. You know, I used to be one of those people who never wrote anything down, and now I've got this on my desk, <laughs> which is my and, notepad. And yeah, I was going to say, because we have a podcast, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a notepad. I have a, a similar notepad on my desk. <laughs> and the whole point of me saying this is 
that people, I, I see it a lot, that people just say, oh yeah, I'll do that. And they never do it. And you have to follow up with them. And I am, I'm somebody blessed to ha- still have a fairly good memory. And so if somebody tells me that they're going to do something, I expect them to do it. And especially if it's something where, you know, I'm depending on them to do it, I expect them to do it. And man, it's interesting to see how many times I got to follow up with people. Mm-hmm. So modern accountability, have a to-do list. So what are we doing so far? We're planning to show up early so that you always show up on time. We're making eye contact and having a good, strong handshake and being confident in yourself. And then you're maintaining a to-do list, which indicates that you have purpose in your life. The last one, you prioritize your health. You put your health first. Now, why is that? Well, you are an animal. You are a human being. You're a homo sapien. You're whatever you want to call it. You're an animal. Now, why do we exist? Dan, why do we exist? Dude, that's a deep question. Yeah, just th- <laughs> throw, it, throw it out there. Your first casual answer comes to your mind. Uh, well, the first casual answer that would come to my mind is because God created us. So this is a question that has bothered me a lot in my life because my father is a spirituality and mindfulness-based inquiry practitioner where he has a number of different beliefs and methodologies of conducting mental health therapy, which is his job, that involve basically saying you do not exist. You do not exist and that nothing that you're experiencing matters. So this is a simulation. Well, the way in which he goes about this therapeutically is he's saying that in a, in the logic loop that you're in, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you're stressed about, that shit doesn't matter. That's basically the, the end of it. And I struggled with that a lot. I struggled with that specific claim constantly when I was a kid. That so... So is he he suggesting to have a fuck it mentality? You know, okay. So that's a really good leading question, I guess I will say. Because what made me struggle with it is the fact that if you believe that, why should you get out of bed in the morning? Fuck it. Right? If nothing matters. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's not the way I was going about it. But yeah, okay. Basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah, like whatever whatever it is that you should be doing, you can just do it. Right? Like, yeah, shit. My bank account's negative 500 bucks. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's your quantity. Yeah, I I could see how how you would struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't believe in that. I don't I I have categorically rejected my dad's <laughs> paradigm or I don't understand it in the way that he would want me to. 
and that's fine. We've we've come to agree to disagree on that. Yeah, point. sorry, Mr. Kumar. I, <laughs> I I think I'm gonna have to agree with your son on this one. Well, you're only you've only heard my side of the story. Maybe if you heard <laughs> his, you'd come around on have, his. Have him on. I'd love to listen to it. First guest, Anil. <laughs> yeah, I, seriously, I'd love to listen to it. Uh, okay. So for now, you got me, and I believe that we exist with a purpose and that that purpose is a God-given purpose and God is whatever you, you believe it to be a higher power. I don't believe that we are fully in charge of our, our own destiny. You could say, and that, that there is some other power out there that creates it. And that's my understanding of the world today. So it's our job and the reason we can and should get out of bed every day is to fulfill that purpose, to realize and fulfill that purpose, to figure out what it is and then go do it. Whatever it may be. Whatever it may be, because we all are here with an existence. Somehow it is so tangible and detailed and malleable and whatever it is that you have this life that you're living and you have accumulation of experiences over time. You have a perception of time. You have an understanding of who you are. You have an identity that you built around yourself and you can get out of bed every day and you can live through that identity. And most people don't have more than that. They don't have that identity or sorry, they, they only have that identity and they don't have a purpose. And they think that they are working to survive that they get a paycheck and they go pay the bills and then they just do whatever it is they think they're supposed to be doing, whether they're hanging out with family, they're hanging out with friends or they get sucked into a drug addiction or they play video games or they do a nine to five job and live this cookie cutter societal life. That's it. I don't believe most of the people that are doing any of those things are really thinking about their purpose. Now, why does that matter? Because you having a purpose means that you have to work and that work comes in many different forms. I'm not just talking about going and getting a paycheck at a job. I'm talking about any kind of work that you think you need to take on. So you're taking care of your kids. You're taking care of your business. You're taking care of yourself. You're inspiring other people, whatever it is, you're doing something by way of work. Fantastic. So like I started this with, You're an animal. You're an animal, but you're a higher level of intelligence being. You have all this other shit going around. You have an identity and you couldn't have a purpose. And if you do, and you are this animal and you feel a compulsion and a a push to work, then you have to make health a priority. That's how you create a sustainable, energetic work output. This brings us on to accountability point number four, which is that you make health a priority. Because if you have all of these things, if you have an identity, if you have a purpose and you want to work, then you need this for your own longevity and your own energy and your sustainability and your ability to fulfill your purpose. So to recap, There are four things that comprise modern accountability and it all starts with you. 
It starts with you taking on these simple daily actions so that you can be accountable to yourself, you build trust in yourself, and as a result, you win at life. You become more accountable. You do what you say you're going to do. You set high goals and achieve them. You become a better person in your life. So those four things. Show up on time. In other words, plan to show up early and you will always show up on time. Make eye contact and have a good handshake because it demonstrates that you're confident in yourself. Be confident in yourself, by the way. We can talk about that in a whole other episode. Be confident in yourself. Do hard things, achieve hard things, and you'll build confidence in yourself. That's a deeper form of accountability, but it starts with pretending that you're confident in yourself by at least crushing the other guy's hand and making eye contact with him. Fake it till you make it, right? (laughs) And speaking with authority. Yeah, it really is fake it till you make it. There's no reason you can't have a firm handshake, solid handshake and introduction for yourself. As I started my professional career, like I definitely did a lot of that. Like I knew I wasn't confident, but like I tried to play it off like it was. Now, whether or not I succeeded, I would never know, but... But it's definitely, there's some truth there. Yeah. Number three, have a daily purpose for living. And what does that look like? It means have a to-do list. It means that you say you're going to do things, that you commit to doing them, and you write them down as you believe that you should be doing them. And then number four is you make health a top priority. You challenge your mind, your body to become better. You maintain health. You become more sustainable, more energetic, stronger. And it enables you to fulfill that purpose. And that is what it takes to be accountable today and what I believe is needed to win. Anything else you want to add? No. I think you nailed it. I just... That's... Those four points are how I try and live my life and how I've tried to change my life uh, actually since meeting you. So I I think having that way of thinking puts you on the right path. And then you can add some things in there. And of course, Arun is is not saying be strict and don't have fun. You know, like you can have some sort of release. Just don't make an excuse to do it every day or every weekend. Well, I'm strict. Yeah. I'm very strict with myself. And I, yes, you I are. Think but there's nothing wrong with that. It's basically like, what do you want? What do you want out of life? And is that, is that quote unquote release good for you? And is it fulfilling what you want? Or is it going to pull you backwards? Is it a, is it a neutral? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why. I like to look at it as, is that dopamine hit that you're getting from whatever you're doing, is it a positive on your life? You know, it, it right. is, is getting that kill in Call of Duty, that dopamine hit, is that going, is that a positive in your life? Does that add to whatever you're doing right now in versus, your life? Versus you're going out and you sold an extra set of wheel skins that week. That's an add to your life. So I think, I, so here's, here's some other example. This, I like this topic. Here's some other examples. So yeah, you, you PR in your, in your bench. Yeah. Dopamine, Good dopamine hit. hit. Yeah. Yeah. 
you want a a relaxing release you could watch a a movie whatever you want you could watch you could binge watch a tv show on a saturday or you can binge watch youtube videos educating you about your line of work Mm -hmm. and they don't have to be the super technical man standing in front of a whiteboard kind of youtube videos there are plenty of educational youtube videos out there especially in the automotive industry that are entertaining and that will be relaxing for you. That's what I love about this industry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, w- one of my favorite guys to watch is uh, Steve Morris when he does engine builds. Oh yeah, I bet that's a good one. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a cool dopamine hit, and I'll probably never build a big block, but just to like try hey, and understand say, what he's never. talking about. <laughs> nah, not in the way he does it. No way. That <laughs> that dude is way too technical. All right. Well, and, and so for me, it's it's this guy, uh, Eric O, South Main Auto, up in the little town in New York, one man, well, one man band plus one helper plus his wife in the in the office, mm-hmm. little little repair shop. And he's one of the best diagnosticians in the country. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cool. He's guy's never been on a plane in his life. He's like never he's like barely left the state of New York in his Sounds entire like life. a Midwesterner to me yeah he's cool he's <laughs> upstate new york is very much like a, a redneck kind of place it seems yeah oh. it's cool i love it um but yeah so that that i think is how you choose the actions in your life so that's less about accountability and more about just you know what are you choosing for strictness and balance strictness on showing up on time hell yeah strictness on having a good handshake yes strictness on having a to-do list every single day yes Strictness on health, yes. I those are non-negotiables. Yeah. From from there, you shape your value system and your ability to live the best life that you want to live based on what your definition of that is. Just know there are, like I said at the beginning, tons and tons and tons of influences that will tell you something is good when it's not. Yeah, so a lot of time they say it's good for you because they're selling it. Exactly. So keep that in mind and keep that in mind just when, you know, your friend, you may not think your friend is selling you anything, but actually they are because they have been brainwashed to sell you that thing. Yep. So keep that in mind. Trust your instincts and your animalistic side that says I should have a purpose, that I should be working, that I should be a productive member of society, that I should focus on these things. And then when your body tells you that you've poisoned yourself, this is such a clear example. Like when you're hungover or you feel like shit after you eat too many cookies, that's your body telling you you should just not do that again. (laughs) Cigars for me. Yeah, I don't smoke cigars. Cigars. For that exact it's, reason. I, yeah. I love them dearly. And I have a few a year, and every morning when I wake up, it's the same thing. I just feel like feel you got sick. hit by a truck. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel sick. Yeah. So you pick your poison. Like yeah, I would literally rather literally with that one. <laughs> I would rather feel exhausted from extra work. Like that is the balance that it comes down to for me. Okay. Dan, anything else on anything we've talked about today? No, I think think we did it. All right, we did success. Do. So, update on the Driven Network: We are doing recorded lectures posted to YouTube. 
every week. We are then doing group coaching calls on Wednesday that are exclusively discussion-based, accountability-based. Where are you at? What are you doing? How are you progressing against your monthly goals based on the iterative goal-setting framework that we teach you in the Driven Network? So if you're listening and you want to achieve every goal you've ever wanted to set for yourself, come on in. And how do you come on in? Dan, where can they find you to message you and say, I want in? I am Dan LaRue on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, Dan underscore LaRue on Instagram. And I think it's D LaRue on TikTok right now. I need to change it back to what it was before. Um, by the way, there, there's going to be something new this weekend. Uh, I have a fun racing event I'll be attending, and I won't be racing the Audi. So a little something cool out there. Is it is it yours? It is not mine okay. yet. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this is a car that is in my crosshairs to buy. Okay. I just have to pry it out of the owner's hands. Uh, that's exciting. Um, okay, and if you want to get in touch with me to join the Driven Network, you can find me at Arun D. Kumar on Instagram. That's probably the best place to try to reach out to me. Other than that, if you want some apparel, I'm actually testing a new blank for hoodies sweat shirts sweat so, shirts <laughs> so i am i'm waiting for it in the mail i will wear it once see how it does i'll wash it once see how it does and if it all checks out then i will buy a few of those to have an inventory they're super high quality just give I'm, one to one of your texts and let them roll around the shop for a week with it we don't wear hoodies how <laughs> true it's probably not very cold there huh <laughs> no it's it's not a temperature thing it's a professionalism thing Oh, yeah. Okay. We don't wear hoodies. Understand. Um, Just say, hey, I'm testing a product. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So with that, that's all we got for today. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, like I said, share it with somebody. And also you can leave a review online if you'd like. And we'd appreciate it if you did. And this has been Arun and Dan. And we also appreciate you listening. And until next time, stay driven.